Hello, welcome to the Irondequoit Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Molinari. Today's episode is going to be our first interview episode, and we had uh, the opportunity to interview Michael Nolan from iSquare. Uh, I hope you enjoy, and as always, if you have any questions, feel free to email the show at irondequoit.podcast at gmail.com, and join our Facebook page. All right, so today I am doing my first interview with Michael Nolan of iSquare. Hello, Mike. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. All right, so how is iSquare going today? Wow, that's a uh, tough question <laughs> to start right out on. Uh, you know, iSquare's got different facets, different um, elements of iSquare are doing differently, I guess. So if you looked at it from the market standpoint, the market at iSquare, the food service we have, um, on the first floor of this building, uh, that's that's been incredible. It's on a great pace. It um, continues to grow toward our original planned expectation of volume of business, number of people served each day, um, and revenue generated from it. Um, so you look at it from that light, that business is doing phenomenal. Um, it's um, uh, taking a lot of parking and a lot of resources um, to support it but um, that's what any business would crave. That's the position you want to be in as, um, as a business owner. Exactly. Well, but other facets of iSquare, different things, you know, the development side is you know, kind of in a holding pattern um, right now because of the um, things with the town and county. Um, uh, so we don't really have a um, um, plan or a good understanding of even where we are today on that. Um, then you look at things also in the development side of iSquare, like the Imaginarium. Uh, that's in a very exciting stage, one which we're in the finishing and planning and final um, design and setup of all the presentations and different um, elements of sustainability that will be represented in that building, which is just, it's, it's very fun and um, we're having a great time with that uh, stage, but it's also very uh, consuming, you know, it's uh, it's like having to buy all these things and source all these things at once. It's um, quite the undertaking. Wonderful. I'm I'm a big fan of the restaurants downstairs. Um, I live like a quarter mile across the street, so it's, we drive up here a lot. We walk up here every now and then. We love the rooftop seating area. Um, so the Imaginarium, I love the green initiatives. There's actually the two wind turbines that have been erected up recently. Yeah. Um, and those are going to be coming online functional soon. 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 We had one uh, little technical delay on getting them off and spinning, making power. They're fully assembled and installed. It's more in the wiring to the building slash RG&E connection. We uh, have a little more to do, but... Um, during the month of August, I would say they should be producing power. Okay, and then there's also the the truss work on top. That's going to be solar panels. It is that uh, large black um, trellis style framing you see on the roof, and also on the third floor roof um, is a uh, is supports for a solar array of um, uh, photovoltaic uh, solar panels. Uh, they create power um, just by sunlight. They're tilted toward the sun. Um, we'll have 92 panels, um, and they'll essentially wow. cover that front side of the roof, providing a shaded seating area, which we don't have on our first building. Okay, wonderful. I mean, for what I do with work, 
with aerial imaging, we see out west there's solar panels on every house, school, there's a lot of parking structures that have solar, and then you come out here and you don't see it as much. I mean, it's taking off, so I, I love that there is business looking to do this. And it's kind of helping to prod everyone else saying it can be done. Yes, it can be done. We don't have quite as many sunny days as a lot of our uh, the western states do. Uh, we still have plenty of productive Sundays um, in Rochester and in our climate and in our uh, a lot of um, rumors, uh, misinformation about, um, and that's the same with all sustainable measures, I believe. But um, yeah, and solar is you know what happens in the snow. Obviously, they're not producing power, but they're not consuming power either. So it's. Right. Uh, really a neutral um, thing in their color will help dissipate the snow rather quickly and get back to producing power and they're just a really silent um, unintrusive way to make power from something we have every day so I'm guessing with the the solar panels and the two wind turbines there's probably a I mean it isn't a large investment into having green sustainable energy I'm curious is there a forecast to how many years till we get to where the investment kind of pays for itself a little bit or I mean is that that's a great question um, we have never I shouldn't say never we really didn't put a lot of time into uh, measuring the financial um, gain, repay, payback period, re-earning period, whatever you want to call it, because I-Square's vision is a bit different, it's certainly in the Imaginarium. It's um, built in partnership with NYSERDA, the building, um, and it's an example of all the different sustainable practices that you can employ during development. Um, I'm not out to pitch people the financial benefits of installing solar panels isn't really our vision. It's more to show that it can be done and we can make a building that's 100% sustainable. And um, you could look at it and say, well, how long, you know, if you had put, not put in any of those measures, how long till your gas and electric bill would have equaled that investment? Uh, I don't really know the answer to it, but we're, um, um, like I said, our vision is different. It's more educational, more uh, learning from it uh, will certainly measure those financials so that as other developers consider um, what they want to do with their own building and construction projects uh, that they will that is normally the first thing people look at is how long is the payback period and yeah. yeah but the state incentives help um, quite a bit um, and the state's incentivizing the solar uh, right now pretty pretty uh, aggressively and uh, I think it's. I think you'll hopefully start to see a lot more popping up around town. Great. I'm also curious if you've been contacted by any other businesses in Rochester or the county that are saying, "Hey, cool, we like you're doing this. Any tips? Because we're thinking about doing it too." Yes, um, we, that's been one of the largest compliments we've received. Um, I think is the interest from. Uh, other areas, other whether it's uh, town supervisor level or county um, level employees coming from other areas around the state to see what, why is I Square always, you know, somewhat popular and in the news and um, growing and favored by our community so well. Uh, you can kind of feel that vibe online, uh, the way it's supported, and uh, I think a lot of people want to know why, but. 
the Port of Rochester I thought was a very cool one. The developers that were, have been working on ideas and how to develop that. Um, just because that one has so many common grounds to our area, kind of an yep. isolated uh, project that has so much potential. Um, and that was a cool uh, visit to have and people interested in what we're doing. That's kind of cool. So the Imaginarium is set to open this fall, I believe? Yes, yeah. We don't have an exact date yet. We're kind of, yeah. when it's done, it'll be done. <laughs> we want to build it right and you know, do all that. Uh, but sometime, uh, I would guess sometime late October. Okay, I um, would say probably if anyone really wants to keep up on that to, uh, to friend iSquare on Facebook, keep up on all the news. All right, so we did put up on our Facebook page um, if people did have questions for Mike, and we actually did get a few. Oh, cool. Just pull those up here, and actually we kind of touched on a few of them because a lot of them were around the Imaginarium. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, oh, the big one we actually got this question four times. Is there any future plans for increased parking with all the buildings expanding? Um, is there? I know some people are worried about it, and yes. the, I love the fact that you always see someone walking to or from here in town, right. um, which I think was part of the initial vision to make it more of a walking village destination. Absolutely. Um, a lot of those things, um, yes, to answer your question, uh, uh, we just this past um, Monday, uh, four days ago, received uh, planning board approval to increase our existing parking lots and add um, other parking areas around the site that will better support the um, uh, business levels that we're seeing. And um, we want to support those. We get our vision absolutely and always will be to attract as many bicycles, strollers, walkers, runners as we can because that um, create, creates a life of its own for a town center. And um, just seeing people coming and going from those areas and um, uh, frames it in a really nice way, um, but reality is I square and the uh, attraction of it reaches a little bit further than that comfortable walking, riding, stroller range, yeah. and um, we we need to support that as well because I think the best thing for Rondequoit is to bring some revenue in from residents of Greece and the city and Webster and Penfield and Fairport and. Um, other areas that, um, you know, come in and see what we're all about too. We all get a chance to visit other towns because each town has its place, its mark in some way, its attraction. And um, we want this to be Arondequoit. We want this to be the attraction, a reason to come visit Arondequoit and check it out. And yeah, and I absolutely love um, when you see on like the Arondequoit Facebook page, you get people like, oh, recommendation for a place to go eat, have relatives coming in from out of town. Uh, it's almost unanimous that I-Square is the, the vote because who wants to travel and go to another Applebee's? I mm -hmm. mean, that's the best part is to go and enjoy something local and this really doesn't get any more local right, than right. the spirit of the town of Arondequoit, um, which is great that you have such a fan following. Um, I love describing this to people because everyone kind of gives me the half raised eyebrow and they're like it's like a mall food court without mm -hmm. the mall no, no it really isn't <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah you could see it that way but it really isn't it's this great place and yeah it's you know a communal seating area and there's the rooftop and 
you can go and sometimes like when my wife and I come here she'll get Chinese I'll get a Cuban sandwich from the market grill and we don't have to try and um, we don't have to try and argue over which restaurant we're going to go to right now that happens a lot and um, very um, common occurrence for people to enjoy multiple venues in our place and uh, I think the term we've kind of settled in and the most comfortable with has been eatery uh, because that uh, since our design was, I don't want to say by mistake, but it just worked out to be an open common space, uh, mostly due to bathrooms, because we originally liked the South Avenue model, which is all individual storefronts, yeah. but we would have needed seven men's bathrooms, seven yeah, female bathrooms. Uh, that takes up a lot of square footage, too. Right. So we opened that. it up out of just the simple idea that why not share. We actually looked at the Port of Rochester and saw the model they have there with common bathrooms and um, decided to open it up. And maybe six months after we had finalized our design and got everything settled and um, started to plan our menus and our venues inside the um, inside the eatery, and uh, we saw it becoming a new trend in big cities like Boston and New York City and um, California cities where they have these open court eateries where it's all homemade food and a model. And you know, we, it was kind of funny to see what we did, you know, came up with out of, out of necessity that it became something trendy and cool. And um, I can see why I love the model. It's um, perfect for people like me wear work boots and jeans and a t-shirt. Yep but like to eat really good food. Yeah, and mm. you can get dressed up if you want. You can come jeans, t-shirt, you can come after the kids' baseball game and everyone's kind of somewhat sweaty yep. and whatnot. And the best part is you're always running into neighbors and everybody you know, which is kind of cool, and you see people pushing tables together. Yes, so. no, that is the little uh, mini reunions, as we refer to yep. them here, happen on the hour here. Um, and it's um, some of them are very vocal, and yeah, everybody in the place knows you saw each other for the first time in years. and. Um, others just run into each other over and over, and it's just that friend, and you see them whether it's in the reserve bar or up on the rooftop or in the in the market. And it's a very cool model. This is John Strakel, our executive chef. Hi. He okay. oversees Good. all How the food you? service in the building, except for Chinese. Uh, they are their own independent uh, kitchen, but John oversees everything. Do a wonderful Alice. job. Daniel? Daniel Molinari. He's uh, doing a nice podcast with me today. Cool. So what's up? You need me? No, I'm good. All right. We're just going to be about another half hour or so. Take your time. All right. I'll stop down through there. You guys have a great day. All right. You see you, John. Thank you. All right. And one of the next questions. Uh, did, did I finish answering? You're still recording, right? Let's yeah. say, did I finish answering the question about parking? <laughs> we are expanding it. Um, we're going to ultimately add about 60 more spots than we have today. Um, and speckled throughout the lot. In some cases where buildings were originally designed, um, where we realized that if we, we can't just keep building buildings when we're on, running out of parking with, essentially we look at it as two buildings are operational today, us and the MRFs and Laundry Mat Plaza also generate a lot of parking uh, requirements. And um, although that building will come down in the long run, it's also going to be replaced with a new building that will hopefully have the same level of parking demand. So okay. we're not out of the woods on parking yet, but we, it's absolutely number one on our attention list and planning and um, you know, looking at the future of I-Square, not only in what buildings we build, but what type of businesses can be in them so that we can have this 
uh, you know, multi-use parking spots instead of everything being food or evening hour type traffic. We would like to have more daytime traffic businesses. Wonderful. And I know that is one question that tends to come up on Facebook a lot is, what's going to happen to MRFs? Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming the plan is to build another building and have the tenants of that building move in, I think was one of the last I had heard. That's what we would hope to happen. There's okay. nothing for them. There's no, um, um, Dan and I are, talk all the time, but we really haven't come up with a plan um, exactly how it'll go down. But the current lease expires uh, May of 2019. Uh, once that lease concludes, um, we plan to demolish the plaza pretty much immediately thereafter. Okay. Um, the uh, at that point, MRFs would either close or relocate. Uh, that's certainly in their planning, and what um, um, I can't answer for them. Um, but we hope we're going to rebuild. Uh, we'll build the building up Baker's Park, which will be right next to the Imaginarium. Okay. That will extend up to Titus, also fronting Titus. So it'll be a dual frontage building with okay. frontage on t- facing Titus, looking across at Titus Tavern, and um, along Baker's Park, um, looking across at where the old Bay Goodman was. And, okay. Um, the um, Hopefully, Murphs will be our anchor tenant in that building. That's um, I think that would be good for everybody. Um, Murphs is a staple in Arundacoit. Yep. Arundacoit Town Lounge has been around since I was riding my BMX bike here yeah. in the <laughs> early 70s as um, the Arundacoit Town Lounge. And um, funny enough, parking was an issue back then yep. <laughs> uh, for the business. And uh, so we're working on a 45-year-old problem or so. But, yeah, because there was only, what, uh, like the six, seven spots just in front of the building. Yep, and yeah. they had a few more in back, but they were shared with the other six tenants in that building. Yep. And then everything else was residential, so you really couldn't park at people's yards. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it became a, So they'd park over at the bank across the street at Chase and the church and... Um, but that's, again, that's, um, I like having a parking problem. It, it's a sign of our business. It's not really a sign of under planning. That's a sign of our success and our um, um, growth with regard to the retail and food service side. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always great. Cause like I say, I live around the corner, so I'm always driving by here. And it's always great seeing the, you know, there's always people here regardless. If it's 3 o'clock, it's still lunchtime for someone. I mean, I work nights, I come by here, and it's weird actually seeing the parking lot empty mm-hmm. at like 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. It's like, oh, right. God, that's right, I work nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody's gone home. You know, it's cool because you get the uh, the LED color lighting on the stage is like the only thing really lit up, and that always looks cool at night. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I, I love the, the planning. I actually really love the two two or three parking spots, two parking spots dedicated to the electric vehicle charging? Yeah, it's four parking spots, um, four charging cords, um, two stations. So each station can serve two cars. And And there'll be two more of them behind the Imaginarium. Also dual, so we'll be able to charge four cars in back of the Imaginarium, also free. And uh, similar that, type unit. That's what I was just going to ask you. Is there any charge for that to use that? or No, no charge at all. Um, it takes, um, depending on how low your charge is, you know, it could take 90 minutes, up to 90 minutes to fully charge your car um, if you were in the half full range. 
um, we think that you can't make it 90 minutes at Ice Square without an ice cream or a coffee or, or having to come here and hang around for a little while. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. And once again, it's also helping to spur that, you know, electric cars are a possibility and just I'm obsessed and love green initiatives. So. <laughs> no, I'm glad you're in the right place. The, the uh, Imaginarium is just, uh, like I said, we're working on the interior planning and interior displays and what we'll actually show people because the building itself being self-sufficient although it's um, pretty exciting to um, sustainable um, interested people but we really want to attract people that don't know that much or maybe are just learning or just maybe not totally bought into it yet and we want to kind of drag them over to the our side line showing that it can be done it um, can be unintrusive it can be um, quiet and clean and just a great cool way it's, um, to construct a building that in itself isn't all that showy though and so we're inside we're planning on different um, displays and Im information and how we can present it to people um, in a Mike Nolan format which is like a third grade level <laughs> that's I, I just I <laughs> prefer to be talked talk to in a simple form because it's so much easier to comprehend and digest it all that way rather than to be talking over my head and you pick up bits and pieces that way and um, but if somebody talks to you on that third grade level or that that uh, elementary level you really your uh, comprehension level is much higher and I'm and sure there's probably going to be like little diagrams and Mm -hmm. little exhibits modeling I'm sure you're gonna have like little scale wind turbines and a little fan in there going on them and yeah, we hope to you build your own little mini wind turbine we'll have a lot of displays a lot of digital um, displays in there uh, demonstrating where, you know, where our power is coming from and where it's being consumed um, possibly some measures where you can evaluate your own home remote you know just simple measures you know what is your gas and electric bill and how big is your home we can almost everything else is non-issue um, and just come up with some different things that will um, attract people beyond field trips beyond the classes or the green clubs or the groups and organizations that follow green initiatives but I want to get to everybody I want to get to everybody else and at least give them a, you know, one opportunity to see um, alternative energy at work um, sustainable practices uh, indoor gardening and growing is a big element of the building Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, we're going to grow a lot of the uh, herbs and uh, vegetables that will be used in our cooking process in the market and show the full circle. Um, it's really cool. Use irrigate all with rainwater. I was going to say, because you have a, a, it's what, a gray water irrigation, or I think it's called, up on the roof of this building? And Essentially, it's a stormwater collection system. So we gather all the um, rainwater that lands on the roof um, in this building as well, or in our, all our buildings will be. Uh, but that particular building, we're funneling all the um, rainwater collected on the roof inside the building into a uh, small pond that will irrigate all our growing for the building. Uh, so we expect to be able to um, capture enough water for our irrigation needs, which is really cool. That's uh, wonderful. Yeah, powered by wind and sun and, of course, lighting is all electric and everything in there, but it could be a completely sustainable facility yeah I mean I had, my house was built in 1942 mm -hmm. and shortly after we moved in it's like okay a lot of the light fixtures need to be replaced they're gonna be LED it takes a little bit more to wire them but 
cost savings and I don't like changing light bulbs on a weekly basis. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but it's like it went up in the attic and it's like, great, I'm staring at the underside of the roof. There is no insulation up here. Mm -hmm. Go buy a bunch of bags of insulation. And it's just little things that a lot of people can do yep. to help reduce the energy costs. And it makes a difference and the air will get cleaner eventually if we take care of it. Mm -hmm. um, and if I remember correctly, isn't the sidewalk Pervious. Pervious sidewalk. Yes, uh, pervious concrete sidewalk um, all the way around our site. Um, don't have the exact number, but we're a little over 20,000 square feet installed currently, um, done in different phases. So we actually, it's um, because sidewalks, uh, they have almost as many, uh, pervious sidewalks, uh, have almost as much misinformation out there as wind turbines and solar panels. It's incredible that because it invites the water down inside the concrete, which is normally um, not a practice you want in cold weather. Right. Um, but it, uh, the system is um, designed in layers where uh, all the water or rain or anything else that lands on it is going to run directly down through the concrete into a bed of stone uh, that's loosely packed and has a capacity in it to hold more rain than we would ever have in any given event. And what it does is it allows it the time to naturally seep down into the earth where it lands. Instead of ponding and Instead of ponding, areas. flooding, or flowing, which is really where a lot of the uh, troubles begin is water flow. Once it is, it starts to carry stuff and relocate things. And if you think of the earth prior to being developed, the land prior to being developed, most water landed and stayed relatively where it was at or followed natural waterways. Um, to gathering places, but it was um, once you start building and blocking off certain areas, especially areas that have the ability to um, accept that water, um, you st you're altering the path of things. And um, I think to, uh, especially in Arundhati, there's really almost, we shouldn't have stormwater systems that take any water from rooftops or, or that. It just, there's plenty of land here and plenty of green space where it should be um, dumped right where it lands and yeah wonderful um let's see what was we have left on our question list uh, do, 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 do. <laughs> this is going to be the fun one <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> any chance or plans possibly um make a political run at some point <laughs> <laughs> no i don't have the um temperament to be in politics <laughs> uh, to put it politely I have no interest in ever marching in a parade or um, doing the other things um, I think our political system needs a lot of work and um, needs good people to be attracted to it and I don't think that's um, always the case that I think um, people get into it maybe for control or other or for other reasons or um, I would love to see a system that supported people that um, just want to get in it for all the right reasons and um, so especially at a town level I want to see just our residents that just want to improve the town without having political missions um, and that I, I wish was different, but myself, I have zero ambition of ever holding a political office. 
I say that's usually I get people like, why are you doing a podcast to the town of Irondequoit? I mean, how many people are going to listen to that? Eh, okay. It doesn't matter. I just like the thought that we can raise the level of debate without people doing the like the Facebook troll screaming at each other online. Right. Um, right. And that is, I think, the one difference that is going to help spur everything along. Um, mm-hmm. There's too much media coverage and sensationalism of things, yes. Um, which I'm sure you are aware of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get tied into a lot of that. I love things like the Around Quick page as much as it does. I, I also appreciate the way they monitor and continue to really work hard at keeping it from being too aggressive of a debate on on any topic, whatever it is. Um, I like the fact that it stays non-political for the most part and really um, at the core of what interests our town. And so things like that I think are great. It's, it's tough to do a traditional news interview because we'll sit and talk for 20, 25 minutes on camera and have this wonderful conversation. And on the news there is 0.3 seconds yeah. of, you know, or 5 seconds. and. Yeah, of just the one thing that might be the most sensational to them, but not necessarily was the gist of our conversation. And so I, I'd much rather have the um, you know discussion, especially at town level, and something where people can just talk for better, for worse. Even nobody's going to agree on everything. Exactly. We're never going to all get along and, and, and completely see everything the same way, but. It's good to listen to both sides. It's good to hear both sides and respect other people's yeah, views. And the, the agree to disagree calmly, politely, and then go enjoy a beer at the reserve. Right. You know, right. I mean. <laughs> right. It doesn't have to dictate your life or mean that you just hate that person because we have different opinions. If we all thought exactly like it would be a very, very boring world. Yeah. So on that spirit of the unedited, get the message across, what do you want to convey out there? I don't have, you know, my message is delivered, you know, like 24-7 with I-Square. <laughs> um, our message from, you know, Wendy and I has been consistent since day one. We are, want to be patrons of our community. We want to be... Um, we want to advocate to make Rondequoit a stronger, better town for young people, um, not to expl- exclude middle-aged or old people. Uh, it's also great, but I think um, our vision really a lot surrounds a, around having a well-balanced town, which I think the one element we've, we've long been missing here is something to engage our young people. And um, so downstairs having the market uh, is basically student-run. I don't know that everybody realizes that when they walk into um, that downstairs, but from 3 o'clock till 10 o'clock, seven days a week, all day on weekends, uh, chances are the, well, I'm pretty certainly are, the manager on duty is either a high school or college student, and every employee behind every counter is either a high school or college student. Uh, they rule the place. Uh, we have 50 Four fifty-five employees here, and uh, thirty-five are student level. Wow. Um, besides the kitchens, really, which you can't. Um, we have a couple of interns that work with us in the kitchens that are student age. But um, it's really and to watch that development um, from the kids coming in. I say kids; I use it loosely. From the young people coming <laughs> in, 
16 years old that you really have trouble engaging their customer, looking them straight in the eye and taking their order, collecting the money or telling them how much they owe or whatever, um, to seeing their development to become a, um, a team leader or a floor manager and um, the different levels that they grow to and how rapidly and how much um, good they bring to our business. They, they make it feel vibrant. They make it feel... Um, um, just different. It, it, it's a very positive um, vibe for us, for Wendy and I, because that's what we always hope for. And um, so that's our our goal is not to profit from this experience in the sense of money. We never and we never will. Um, we knew that long before we put first shovel in the ground. Um, but we will benefit in so many other ways, and just the things that we see happen that. Um, development, those mini reunions we talked about earlier happened down the market. That, that's what I, they define I-square. And uh, the Imaginarium, I think, will be another level. And it's a free-to-visit place. There's no nothing in it for Mike and Wendy other than something people come and look at and check it out. And um, the um, those things, I think, as they, you know, we can, are somehow allowed to continue to do these good things in our town, uh, that's what we're all about. And, it's not, you know, and um, I, I don't think that 100 people, 100% 100 of people quite get that or understand because, you know, they look at it and say, well, you know, rich people don't just waste money. They don't get their money because they, you know, they wasted or anything else. And, but this is no waste. The rewards come. They're just not in the form of money. Right. Uh, I mean, the rewards have got to be the every time you see the recommendation online, go to I Square. You know, walked up here with the dog and got an ice cream. He, I mean, that's got to be a majority of the reward is just seeing how happy everyone mm -hmm. is with this facility here. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun and it is very, uh, it's still challenging, of course. You know, we're here seven days a week and um, we're open 105 hours a week or so. Wow. So we, uh, we cover a lot of ground, um, but you're right, it, that's absolutely what charges us, what, what keeps us going. And there's just so many of the um, examples out there. And um, our, we just had our uh, kids' culinary, um, I think the third week was yesterday. And um, just seeing 20 kids in there learning a, a life skill and engaged by our executive chef who gets right down to their level with them and has a wonderful time with uh, eight to 12 year olds. Oh, that's cool. And uh, just to teach that and to do that and give them something to do in town while they're off for the summer. And um, it is just every, the more we are progress the development of I-Square, I think the more and more of those cool things that we see happen. And, Kind of keeps us trudging, you know, along because at some points you look at, you know, we've with the controversies and that they can drag us down, and um, try not to let that be the uh, the the winning factor. So that's wonderful. Um, yeah, I love when I'm. I always see the advertisements, especially when I'm in the elevator going up to the roof of like, oh, they're doing this cool food pairing thing. I, it's like, it's always different. It's always like, oh, it's different, but. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love our pairings. Third Thursday every month, we do a, you know the different dinners and um, all over the place with service level and offerings and pairing style, but always around craft beer and wine, um, always around Chef John's food, uh, which is just um, 
he uh, develops all the menus and manages all the all the food service on the first floor but he cooks himself for all our banquets and pairing events and uh, it's our number one raved about of is if I stood at the elevator and just quiz people on their way out the door and um, although they've had these unbelievable wines and really cool craft beers and stuff they always brag about his food and just it's very common we're very lucky to have John and um, all he does so he goes from cooking uh, teaching kids to cook and to putting on just high-end banquet services and um, you know managing his everyday staff and um, but he really does make us look good and uh, those events um, we have a planning staff that does our event planning and does all this they are always reaching to find some other creative way to put things together whether it's beer and barbecue or barbecue we had last month it was a lot of fun to dip on the roof and uh, ten different cool craft beers, and I think fun. it was a year ago that I was unable because I had to work. But there was a bourbon and mm -hmm. food. Yeah, American event. whiskey night. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the next one. Of All right, good, good. <laughs> yes, that's uh, that was a fun night. We did a uh, fifty, sixty people came to that, and um, it was uh, a little alcohol heavy because we try to monitor what we serve, not that we're not trying to cheap out, we just want to be responsible yep. as a supplier. And, um, but the, uh, yes, that was, that was a really cool night. And I think you will see that again. Actually, we're flirting with the idea of serving a couple of pre premium whiskeys in the reserve wine bar, uh, just to always have a, something, whether it's uh, rotating, which is what we do with all our craft beer. Uh, every month you'll come in, there'll be a completely different lineup on draft and um, uh, quickly rotate. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't that be fun? Um, so yes, we're flirting with it. We didn't necessarily feel we had the competency level at our bartending staff because all of us are used to pouring wine and beer, which on the service side is is fairly simple compared to mixing uh, cocktails in that. But the whiskey's got a good balance in between there, and we feel there is an interest in it. Yes, yeah, I mean, I can probably rattle off 10 people that I'm friends with that we would definitely be there a lot participate more in that yeah. All right, good. good well, I'll check it we'll follow up we get that we got a bunch of um, things that are you know future plans we want to do adult cooking classes here and uh, lessons and um, demonstration cooking and uh, which we do right now for private groups but not at the um, open level and uh, there's just so many things I wish I had 40 hours in a day we had um, could really be doing, you know, continue to progress all these ideas that have come up that we feel that are um, of interest and, um, you know, would be supported. Just got to get to doing them. Yeah, that would be great because that would definitely bring the date night back to Irondequoit for sure. Mm -hmm. So that would be a kind of cool and fun thing to do. All right. Well, we'll work on that one. I got a closet full of whiskey. <laughs> That <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think is that all your questions from I the online uh, all of our questions um and i don't want to take up more of your time because i know you are a busy man yeah i'm you know, doing good how much of the noise in the background is going to make it in the recording but there is a lot of activity happening next to us at the imaginarium so if there is that in the recording sorry i'll try and edit it out but <laughs> it's there um but yeah i appreciate you taking the time to do this of course. No, I enjoy the uh, your podcast. I look forward to seeing how you edit it up and get it all uh, checked out. But um, the uh, 
I think the more Rondequite communicates about Rondequite and uh, is that is good. So yeah, thanks this, for doing what you're doing. Oh, anytime. I mean, this really is one of the few towns that really has the core. This is my town, the town pride. You don't really see that in a lot of the other towns mm -hmm. here in the city and the outlying areas. So that, that's one of the reasons I do love living here and growing up here and whatnot. So. Yeah, me too. That's absolutely more. I'm sure there is a. Yeah, you see some other towns that have levels of that Fairport and that carries is one that comes to mind when you. Yeah. But it usually starts with the young people, you know, and it does. Yeah, and uh, I think that. Um, but around quite. Defends me um, to relentlessly. You know, if somebody, um, I almost feel bad sometimes when somebody will make a comment that's something that we probably do need to hear. Uh, that, um, but if they present it not necessarily in a nice way, they get jumped on by a lot of people. I almost feel bad sometimes by that because it is fair game to, to not always be happy with I square. I'm sure we do things at the on the service level or in facilities or whatever that. Um, isn't um, I much prefer to get that phone call or or a private message or something like that rather than see it um, on a public page? But just the same, it's um, you know, Rondequoit is very very quick to um, protect each other yep. and uh, to a, to a really awesome degree. And um, it's it's I would never live anywhere else. Yeah, it was. It was interesting because I remember you were just on a vacation recently, and I think Rick, who runs the, the Facebook page, was on vacation recently, and I actually got the message from you saying you were on vacation and one from Rick saying he was going on vacation. I'm like, oh, no, this online could be a scary week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thankfully, uh, we made it through, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, Rick's got some good support to help him uh, manage the Irondequite page now, and you know, Rick also bartends for us on Wednesday nights. Uh, he's in the reserve line bar and um, but the uh, in our vacation but both of us have uh, really sound I'm fortunate to have a lot of great employees here I was actually comfortable walking away I thought I would drive me crazy being away <laughs> for five days because we hadn't been uh, away from I-Square for more than two days in the last six years so, wow um, to, overdue um, vacation <laughs> yeah okay we went and saw our son and uh, that was nice. He lives in California now, oh, nice. and was, uh, got to visit him. But I was, I was all right. I checked in. I watched the, you know, social media. Of course, you can do that anywhere. Um, but other than that, I didn't feel compelled to like call and say, "Is everything all right? Everything good?" I just went with that. No news is good news yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> and, uh, other than uh, missing a sign in the ice cream window, which I agreed with the customer. I, even though they got picked on a little bit for it, she was completely right. So I have uh, to say, someone was on top of that because my wife and I came here for um, a late snack that night, and it was probably about 45 minutes, and the sign was already up. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, someone was on that. All right, and that so. wasn't me that time. I saw it on there. <laughs> I messaged the customer that uh, did because I felt a little bad, that, and they had already closed comments before I could you know, say sorry. Um, but it is, and uh, we just can't have that window open. Um, as a regular service during construction. Which makes a lot of sense. Yes, so. there's overhead stuff going on. And technically, we could at 4 o'clock every day open that. So there's been some, we've left it a little gray whether we are or aren't open at that window instead of just saying, you know what, just close for the year. That probably would have been a better message or a clearer message to our customers than saying sometimes we will, sometimes we won't. <laughs> and uh, So she was right. And I, I, I love that. I'm somebody that enjoys um, 
even uh, feedback, but even to the level a little bit of criticism. It's fair game, if, and it's the only way we'll get better, you know, is to hear it. And sometimes it hurts, of course, but you got to get over that and move on and get better. Yeah, I mean, if you were to take 100 people that utilized any of the services here versus 100 people that went to whatever restaurant, I mean, you've got to be in the upper 90% range well into the upper 90s of very satisfied people um, which is almost impossible at most restaurants having worked in the restaurant business mm -hmm. myself many years ago and um, I mean that I mean it's a testament you have the right people I'm impressed mm -hmm. that a lot of them are students that don't really have that years and years and years of customer service I mean that's right. that really is impressive so yeah and no, I think we have maybe six employees that came in with restaurants, any restaurant experience out of 55. Um, and that's all in the kitchen, of course. And, uh, again, <laughs> didn't write, but we do, we're up to um, three, yes, three uh, full-time cooks now that started in a lower position and uh, that have learned a skill, that have raised, that have moved up into from uh, entry to making salads and um, line work to uh, you know being to running the kitchens uh, on their own at times and that's very cool I love the development yeah. side um, of course it's natural when you employ a lot of young people they want progression they seek that you know that uh, recognition for when they're doing a good job and um, um, we're glad to give it to them when they're doing a good job you know and that's it just feeds itself and raises the bar continually we have a we have just a uh, fantastic staff and my wife um, is the um, element of service that sets that bar very high for all our student employees. That it is, it's a, it's a job. It's food service. It's this is not you're not here for fun. This is you know it's real, but it's also being it's rewarding to work in an environment that is strict and directed and planned and that because when you when you do well you know you do well and when things aren't quite as perfect you absolutely feel it and I think that's a, um, just a continuation of what they're seeing at school you know at school get, they get a lot of feedback on oh, I'm sure. their performance so <laughs> you know and uh, so I think that it's more natural it's actually harder for me to give feedback to a 50 um, year old person or somebody my age um, versus somebody younger because you almost feel like you have a better influence over that younger person and it's more valuable because they're going to get to use whatever they learn from that for a lot longer than us old people. So six years, that means you would have had like a high school senior that's gone, completed college. And have you seen them come back and work after returning from school? or We haven't had any complete college yet because when they started working the market opened in 2014 oh that's right so we're three years in there yeah. but um so the first year uh, seniors that we've had now back for this would be concluding their second summer back okay. from college um and going back into their um uh, would be their junior years in college and uh, we have a few of those so do they still keep in touch with you while they're off in school yeah or? um usually because they're home a lot okay um uh, there's maybe eight or nine of them. It's pretty much every break, every time. Um, 
whether they're home at Thanksgiving or the Christmas break or, or through the summer. And um, we, we managed to fit them into our schedule. It happens to be a busy time of year, especially in our banquet center. And yeah. um, so they're, um, um, some have moved on. You know, just as they go to college, just doesn't make sense to come back and for home for two weeks and work it. Um, but we have others that want to build up a little money so that they have pocket money while they're back at school. That's cool. Yeah, it works out good for both of us. So I'm going to keep that going. Wonderful. All right. Well, I think we are going to end it there. All right. I appreciate you doing the podcast, and this of has course. been a lot of fun, and uh, it should be probably about two days to get it edited and published out. Oh, so cool. It-